Today is October 6, 2023. This is episode 230 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your host. And welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me as always is my good friend and co-host Quentin. Hi. Hello. How are you? Seems to be in a musical mood today. My name is Clytus, and I'm here to say that I can rap in a major way. <laughs> Might need to work on it a little bit. I can throw rhymes and records and ghouls. Ghouls? It's, it's, it's October. <laughs> right. It's true. I can throw down with all the other fools. Yeah. Rapping. <laughs> oh. Can you imagine, like, wholesome rapping? Like... like <laughs> It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be wholesome. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it exists. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Chili Bill Smith. Smith. Mm. <laughs> I like to take naps and drink cookies and milk, but PJs are made of the finest silk. <laughs> Why does that remind me of something? I can't think. I can't place it. But it's, I don't know. <laughs> that is a little disappointing. Uh, with Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> with Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Specifically that era. I think that's the less cozy of them. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, see. Uh, Susan just said, I just realized right now that this is our only October recording. So now, uh, so now Halloween episode, uh, oops. Well, you know, this is, it's, it's can be spooky. Uh, I mean, I can, I can make it spooky. Turn it off. The bowels of El Diablo. That, that do right, we, we missed out. We had our, we had all of our like fancy Halloween stuff last year's. Yeah, we did. You, you know. Can uh, uh, I can do one of these? <laughs> that is that. That's, that's better. Me? That's better. I mean, uh, like uh, this is yeah. Th- this is our only like recorded podcast. So hello, True. everyone listening to this will be the spookies. Uh, but it's not our only stream for this month. We are definitely doing a lot more. Yeah, there's more streams. spooky streams. The spoo- it, really, the streams are spookier than the the show. Uh, That's uh, accurate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, it's Spanish Heritage Month, so it's National Hispanic Heritage Month. So. Yeah. I get. I get myself a little bit. <laughs> we got. We you gotta, need to get a spooky version. They overlap so nicely. 
like do I add like a like a bat or something? <laughs> Not sure how a bat would work here, but all right. I don't know what else I got in here that's scary other than the Yeah, that's I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I can't can't want them all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. Such devastation! I don't, I don't know how to get, well, you know, I actually, you know, I, I do know how to get out of it, I think. I think. I think. Maybe. Is that getting, is that getting us out of it? Yeah, I don't know what. No? Alright, well, you know what that means. Try finish it off. Oh. Not where I thought that was going to go, but all right. It's bad, it's bad joke Friday. <laughs> it's just, Every Friday is bad the joke only way Friday. To get, it's the only way to get out of it is to get us out of it is by playing a... Do you only uh, do this on our podcast or do you do it on other ones too? Which, what? <laughs> roundabout? I, <laughs> it's the only way to roundabout back towards the show. <laughs> It's just, did you never you. know that's what that meant? <laughs> to get us back on track. <laughs> yeah, no, it never works. Uh, no, I, I hear you were on the, the weekly cooldown this week, so that's why. I was. was so, no. Well, sort of. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was on the weekly cooldown this week. Um, I won't ruin the entire episode. Just go listen to it. Uh, because that's how you make people go do things. <laughs> I can't make you do anything, <laughs> but I suggest you go listen to it. Uh, no, I had a lovely conversation with Kami Jace about um, uh, being Hispanic and what's it like, um, you know, doing content creation as uh, uh, someone with Hispanic heritage. And, you know, I think the one thing... I shared with him that I can share here. I, I would go listen to the whole thing as we get into some like talking about MMOs and other stuff. Um, is that, uh, you know, I think I did myself a disservice not speaking more about my heritage early on when I started doing podcasting. And it wasn't mm -hmm. until I like within the last, I don't know, let's say year, two years that I've started like saying, like, hey, I'm Cuban. Like, really, it was just like, uh, like me because, you know, <laughs> hear me because I have knowledge about how MMOs and their game design and talking with you about that. Like you more of the, like you were more on like the, the, you know, like the coding and things like that. I'm more like, but what if, <laughs> <laughs> but what if, <laughs> uh, uh, chill. Well, chili, chili uh, this is not, uh, this is not a spoiler, but chili says, I'm sorry for spoiling the show, but I learned that you could see Cuba from where you were. Uh, that's true. Uh, if you go to, if you go to Key West and go to the, for the farthest key, uh, there is a point oh. where there is a point where you can see it on a clear, it has to be a clear day, but Cuba is 90 miles and you can see the Island. So you can see yeah. it visibly with your naked eye. Um, so just, you know, that's how, that's how it be. So, yeah, that's, I, again, go listen to the show. And facts. Yeah. <laughs> Chili says, it's the UK. You can see France on a clear day from Dover. They say that on a clear day in Dover, you can see, you can see Chili's underpants. 
Yeah, there's no coming back from that one. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, so, yeah, I was on the week of cooldown. Uh, yeah, we talked about, like I said, we talked a little bit about everything. Um, MMOs, my, uh, my culture. Um, you know, having listened to your show and having listened and like, being on the one I did, there were totally different questions and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and totally different aspects of things. Um, and yeah, I, I would hope so. It is very yeah, different topics. There's very, very different topics. <laughs> uh, so I think he asked like, like similar questions in, in the vein of like some certain things, but a lot of it, like, cause you know, there is a, you know, you know, I'm technically second generation Cuban on my dad's side because my dad's from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So I'm the same. I'm, hello. <laughs> uh, so, and you know, and it, it's not like, you know, the other half, the other half of me is still an immigrant side as well because, you know, my other side is Italian. So it's like, yeah, I got double whammied. <laughs> I got a double immigrant. I don't know. <laughs> double so. whammied immigration, but also double the good food. Yeah. Well, you know, double the, yeah, double the carbs, double the immigration, <laughs> double the fun. Flatus. <laughs> I feel like you need a you need to put that on a business card somewhere so you can give it out to people. That's how, that's how I landed and my fiance. I don't know if you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I should have seen that one coming. That's that's appropriate. They say if I play that too many times, we get copyright struck. <laughs> well, might be a good thing if they take us off the air, anyways. <laughs> uh, speaking of ending things, uh, Patch Six Point Five came out in Final Fantasy Fourteen, but we don't know about it because neither of us have played. That is very true. I still don't have a sub. Uh, I do. Uh, I, I saw it. I, I uh, busy week. <laughs> what do you want from me? Busy week. Uh, you know, I was playing other stuff and entertaining the people that watch this uh, stream. So it's okay. Yeah, it was a, uh, an interesting stream last night. Mm-hmm. It really was. <laughs> I nobody did anybody end up with who they wanted to be. I don't think so. No, I mean technically I kind of did, but only because I made a mistake at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, and at that point I decided I was not going for anybody. I mean, I knew who I really, my heart, my heart yearned for what I knew I couldn't have. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's an accurate way of saying that. Yes. Uh, so you shot, uh, you took your shot anyway. Yeah, no, no, you know, shoot your shot. That's, you know, yeah. that's the advice. Part of, it's the hard, this is the, the, uh, advice aspect of Velser radio. Shoot your shot, you know, <laughs> but you know, be nice about it, but shoot your shot. <laughs> That'd be weird. And then the rest of your life regret that moment. And, you know, if they say no, just be like, all right, then you never have to wonder if, what if. Like, you'll never know. You don't, and then you move on. You have that, you know, close the book, keep moving. Yeah, you remember how you moved on in the game? Well, you know. It wasn't good. Yeah, you know. (laughs) It's fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was was hella swole. (laughs) Uh, That's true. You're swole floaties. uh, Yeah. Swolies. Swoties? They were called swole floaties. They were swole floaties. That's true. I would wear I don't know what the purpose of them was. 
Wasn't there a SpongeBob episode where he had swole floaties or like muscle arms that he could inflate? I feel like that's a thing. I, I could not tell you. I wonder if swole floaties are a thing. Uh, yeah, I'll probably play <laughs> six point five this weekend if I have time. Uh, if not, you know, so, sooner or later I'll finish six point five, uh, and mm-hmm. then I again like I just it's it's I I like the concept of this arc but at the same time it just i have no just kind of like it's it's the filler arc and i feel like we're going into more filler arc and it's like right like i i hope it ends i hope it ends better than it has like i'm not saying the writing was bad it just it's just not connecting with me as it should have and that's fine mm-hmm. like i you know like it like uh what's it called uh Stormblood didn't really connect with me, you know. He- Shadowbringers did, Heavensward did. Like those were two, you know. I think two, you know, storylines that I liked way better than, than than this current. Like, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, so uh, Susan and I finished. Uh, you know, speaking of games we're actually playing, Susan, Susan and I. <laughs> Uh, Susan and I finished uh, another chapter of Living World Season One. Uh, we did we did the nightmare, the Tower of Nightmares. <laughs> Tower. A fun one. It was fun. Boy, we were not expecting what we went through. Like I know you could skip things. I guess you could just go straight to the end and do the story, right? Like I think they said that you could do that. Only think- once you complete so many events, you still have to complete a certain level. Yeah, we did that. But we we went through like we found a group like we met two people mm-hmm. and they were like oh no we're gonna do this and like we went through a in- different instance and we lo- we died the first time didn't end well so we did it again and this time we usually made just it. find random people and they just kind of keep going yeah no the, the second time we there was a uh, there was a large group that we the the, the us the two other people and then that we finally got to a giant group that all like was just working together at that point it was easy. And we got to the end of it, and it was it was crazy. Like it was a lot of fun. So it did warn you repeatedly that that was the hardest thing in the whole first season. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, I it loved was it. really good content. It's, it's really interesting, and it's. I would have liked to see it in its original form, mm-hmm. because originally, like, so now that you've seen it, not to spoil it for anyone else listening, uh, that was in the world live. So, again, the inside wasn't. It was still instance, but it was it was a public dungeon, which is yeah. similar to what it was today. But it was current content, so everyone would have been running it. Yeah. Um, but like the tower was fully there. That's how the tower was because that's that's why that actually that that zone looks the way that it does now. Like if you go to it now, you'll see yeah, the tower's we, destroyed. Everything's exploded. Yeah, that's what it just looks like, and that's what it has looked like since that point. Mm-hmm. But before that, it looked like a normal place, and then that tower suddenly appeared, and then it exploded. Yeah, yeah, and there was like weird, like dander, like pollen all over the place that was like causing yep. nightmares. Like it was pretty, it was pretty solid. Like it kind of like mm-hmm. the the transitioning of that world, that scene was pretty great. Um, it, now you get to learn finally what happened with the city. Yeah, we're on that next. Yeah, that's the next thing. Yeah, so, that's the next one up. Yeah, that's the next one. Uh, so, and then I don't know what, ha- what happens after that. Like, do, do we go to the expansion after that or do, do we living world season two? So that's still a part of the main game. Yes. Okay. There is no non main game. 
Okay. Right. Side stories are done through collections. Okay. Like I, I'll just try to like understand like how they. Well, I yeah. So, so the way that it is, you have your main, your core game that yeah. takes you up through your zero to eighty experience, your full leveling, mm-hmm. and introduces you to the world and the elder dragons, and you take out Zaitan. Got it. Spoilers. It's like twelve year old content. Deal with it. Eleven, uh, and then. You have Living World Season 1, which was originally they were going to try to do massive things with the world and change it and have all these things, and they learned after that that was a really bad idea because it's hard to make content like that, and it's not replayable. Sure. So it's very unique, and it just came back last year um, in a replayable format. But that's Living World Season 1. It was basically, Living World Season 1 is introducing you to your core companions. Mm-hmm. So far, you've met uh, Bram, you've met I remember them here. Rocks. Yep. Uh, Marjorie and yep. Uh, the other one. <laughs> She's Marjorie. my favorite. Why can I not remember her? Is it Marjorie's Mesmer friend? Cass. Casmir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and Frostbite. Don't forget about Frostbite. Frostbite is true. Frostbite is the most important of them all. Uh, Rox's companion. Uh, who else would you have met at this point? No, those four. Oh, uh, what's his face? The the weird captain. The Who? Uh, like the, the he doesn't travel with us, right? He's too busy saving the queen, right? He just works for the queen. Are you talking about Logan? Yeah, you met Logan back in core game. Logan okay. was not part of us. So, so if you remember from the core game, kind of. Uh, this is more explained through the dungeons than anything, but um, way, way, way back when. Before all of this, the end. No, no, no. Less important, but more full of himself. Um, the Arthas of Kilsen. So, yeah, that's probably more accurate. Less, less of a dick, though. Uh, so, way, way, way back when, uh, a guild formed called Destiny's Edge, and that was Zoja and Logan and Kaith and Beyonce and. Snaf and Air. Right? Those are the, the, the main core characters. There's one per race. Lovely for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, plus Snaf, who is dead, so isn't included in that. But anyways, they formed the guild Destiny's Edge. They tried to kill an elder dragon. They tried to take out Krakator. Krakal- Krak- Why can't I say Kralk? Krakatoric. There we go. Uh, they failed. Yeah. Snaf died in the process. Yeah. Along with Glint. Um, and basically they kind of all went their separate ways and blamed each other for it. Core game, they kind of eventually resolved their differences and came back towards the end. Uh, yes, they're, they're kind of similar to the science of the seventh dawn, but less important. So there, because these are things, these are people that had their own thing to play, but they did their own thing. So Logan's part of that group. You now have are meeting your companions who are going to be with you for your storyline. So these are probably closer to, analogous to the Scions. This would be Bram, Rox, Marjorie, and Casimir. Um, there's more, but you haven't met them yet, so no spoilers. All right. I feel like you might have met them, but I don't know, so I'm not going to say anything just in case. Uh, you haven't done Twisted Marionette, have you? Hmm. It's a giant marionette. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you have not. You will know. 
Okay. Uh, so that's when that character comes out. So you, there's still more characters for you to meet. Oh. Um, but that, that's, that's, that's the first Living World season. So they wrap that up. That's your introduction to all of your companions. Living World season two is basically the gap between what's happened in core and what's happened with your companions and how do we get to Heart of Thorns, the expansion. Heart of Thorns is the expansion itself. And then Living World Season 3 is what happened after Heart of Thorns and why are we going up to Path of Fire? So it's that transition period again. And then um, Path of Fire, of course. Uh, Living World Season 4 is, again, what happens after Path of Fire and what's going to bring us to the next piece of content. It ends on a very... Um, that's, that was the, the part. Living World Season 4 is where I personally really enjoy That's My favorite piece of content is that. Okay. Living World Season 4, uh, and Icebrood Saga, which follows afterwards, which is, they kind of dropped off the whole expansion thing, so Icebrood Saga was the next Living World, but they didn't call it Living World anymore, it's just Icebrood Saga, um, but it's the same sort of idea, so that takes you through a whole other storyline now, um, so it's not quite an expansion, but it is also not quite a Living World, it's not transitionary, it's its own story, uh, and then when that finishes, you're basically thrown directly into End of Dragons because there was a long gap between after that, and it was kind of like, everything, this is all wrapped up, and okay, so now what? Uh, so End of Dragons kind of starts relatively abruptly with all of that going on. It has a nice ending uh, with kind of pseudo-living world. That's not a living world, but there's a couple extra quests that happen after the expansion, before the next, and then same thing. The, the new expansion comes in, um, and you're kind of just like thrown right into it. Again, there are things that happen to the world that uh, you'll be able to see when you get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually really neat, and people were speculating into it, but I won't mention it because it's not really spoilery or anything, but it makes a lot more sense when you get to the part. Okay. There was a giant floating tower in the sky, castle in the sky, mm -hmm. and it disappeared. Ooh. It was there for 12 years, 11 years, and it just, just disappeared. Mystery. That's the expansion. Um, so yeah, that's basically where you are. You are halfway through getting to Heart of Thorns, and you are now in the, why are we doing Heart of Thorns? Why is this a big deal? If you're a Silvari, um, actually, I highly recommend that Susan does all of the instance content for this, yeah. because Susan is a Silvari. Heart of Thorns is the Silvari expansion. Oh, okay. Oh, There's a here. lot of extra content just for Silvari. <laughs> extra dialogue, it. extra a whole bunch of stuff. Ignore the voices in your head. Anyways, yeah. I, uh... Ignore the voices in your head. <laughs> All right, harder than it sounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So what you're saying is that we still have... How much more time until we get to? I'm not going to say the the latest expansion, but because I know that's. Oh like, no! So next... to, and to, get, to get to Heart of Thorns, the, yeah, the first expansion mm. is about the same amount of time that you spent since you finished the core game. That's so there are bad. there were five there's five Living World seasons or episodes, right? Yeah. You're on the fifth one right now. Yeah. Battle for Lion's Arch. The next one, I believe, is eight. But a bunch of them are smaller. Oh, okay, that's not bad. So it ends up being about roughly the same amount of time, and 
after Heart of Thorns. Heart of Thorns still has pacing issues, but after Heart of Thorns, they kind of get into their pacing a lot more. Mm -hmm. So after Heart of Thorns, it's very consistent. There are six episodes after Heart of Thorns for Living World Season 3. There's six episodes for Living World Season 4. There's technically six episodes for for Icebrood Saga, and then you have your expansions. Your expansions are broken up into a series of acts. Uh, Heart of Thorns is, I think, three acts. The other ones are like five or six. Yeah. Um, yeah, Twisted Marionette would be the first quest in the Battle for Lion's Arch chapter. Okay. And that is the... Uh, you get to meet new friends. Yeah, new friends. And it is my second favorite friend. I like new friends. Uh, That's my favorite. So... And Jory. Speaking of new things. Yes. There's a new... I hear you have... Yeah. Uh, so what, what if, if you want to tell me about? So what if I told you there's an indie MMO being worked on by an old EverQuest developer? By an old EverQuest developer, because there's a lot of them. Uh, well, his name's Sean, aka Loving Robot, uh, and uh, never heard of them. Well, I didn't either, because and and you know, fun fun fact, uh, Sean, <laughs> aka Loving Robot. Uh, worked on, um, on EverQuest during its, um, uh, back I when would, I was baby. But, <laughs> yeah, I would say, <laughs> I would say that, uh, yeah. like, so he started off as a, a customer service agent and then, uh, became a design apprentice on Scars of Velius and then was actual full designer on Shadows of Lachlan. So, okay. so, and then from there, lead game designer of Planes of Power, and then lead game designer from so, so on and so forth. Oh, that's an interesting one. Planes of Power, if I remember, was very well regarded. Yeah. So, to, so if he's the lead game designer, <laughs> let's just put that in perspective right there. All right. Granted, so, that was like 20 some odd 20 years ago. 20 something years so ago. Now, this isn't like he's done nothing since have changed. Then. <laughs> yeah, but he but he's he he was the lead content designer for DCU uh, DCUO, so which is a yep. still still makes them bank right. That's their highest producing game, right? Yep. Um, he's worked on. He was a producer on Wizard One Hundred One, Pirate One Hundred One, which still those two games still make bank because they're they're geared towards children and they're safe safe family friendly environments, right? Um, and oddly enough, I didn't know they were card based MMOs. Did you know that? Do you know that like those are card games? No, <laughs> I did like, not. Those are children's card games. I had no idea that until I found that out. It's wild. Chili, do you have accounts on these games? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like Chili should have accounts on these games. And uh, he, and he's done a few things since then. Uh, so he was doing a stream, right? Like I guess he just he streams like just him working on stuff every once in a while, mm-hmm. or playing EverQuest. Like uh, of course, like as you do <laughs> as an old EverQuest developer, you would go and play EverQuest. And uh, he was having a chat with his live stream about like, oh, you know what they would want to see in a new like if they could remake. EverQuest, you know, like, hey, if we could bring like EverQuest updated to the new era, what would it look like and what would it be, right? And mm-hmm. so he started, it started off as a very like, you know, hey, just just a bunch of fans making a thing, let's have a discussion. And then they started making it. <laughs> just He started just doing <laughs> it. So uh, the, and, and, and even, let's, so the things that we usually say is like, you know, you know, like the MMOs that we talk about, like Pantheon and stuff like that, or any, like, 
Pantheon, right. Ashes of Creation, uh, Embers Adrift, which is an MMO that is, you know, you know there's no, <laughs> uh, like, the, they're like, these are very niche games, right? So right, right there, right there in full front, like, this is, like, is, like, about what it would be like to create a niche, smaller budget indie. <laughs> it's like, right off the bat, he knows. He's like, that, that, yeah. that tells me, like, hey, this is a developer that's not going to lie to anybody. And um, so they're developing this game and they've done stress tests, like not like they're anywhere near done, but they've done stress tests yeah. just to test things out. Um, and I got to say, if it's like someone took the graphic art style of Valheim, which isn't bad. I like the Valheim art style. It's it's a mm -hmm. it's a it's a twist of like older, like, you know, old and new, like pixel, but still updated with lighting and stuff like that. So they're doing that like. He's using Unity. He's already talked about it on one of his streams. Like, <laughs> he's like, yes, it wasn't great. He's like, but I, you know, just in case, I I know other. He's like, I know other ones, but I'm already so far into this right now. But yeah. he says, I will. He's like, just in case they do anything else, he's like, I'm already mm -hmm. trying to tr figure out how to transfer it to another other game engine. So just in case. <laughs> Like so, he's already mentioned it. He's like, just in case. Yeah. He's like, he's like, the letter really. He said the letter helped. the The open letter to everybody. The apology helped, but <laughs> just but in case. Again, so. Just in case. <laughs> so, um, and I gotta say, Quentin, like, you know, the, so what they're shooting for the aesthetic is a low poly, hand painted look with with maintains a sense of fantastic realism. I gotta say, mm -hmm. they're landing it. It's very. Like, there's something cute about it. Like there's something like adorable, but also like fun. Like it reminds me of like a fantasy game that I want to play with my friends. <laughs> like it sounds weird, right? Like it's not so ever questy in, in old regard, but it's got a charm to it that already that I kind of like, even though this is very early. And I really like the early images. Like I know it sounds weird, but like this is the concept art. Like the dwarves are door. I love the dwarves. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna send you. To be fair, the concept art is a lot better than the current in-game models. It's very true. Early, still early, but I love the dwarves. Do you see the dwarf? <laughs> yeah, them so much. I'm so, I'm so, I love them so the deep gnomes are great, and then like the fact that they want to put in uh, deep uh, dwarves as a playable race, like stone people. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it, they have cartography in the game where it's a, that's the thing you unlock and like the, the, there is no map. He's like, there's no map. Like, you're just going to have to like wander the world and figure things out. And I was like, I'm okay with that a little bit. Like I, I, to me, I know it seems silly and it is, it does sound silly. Like, I know that's like a very <laughs> like, um, oh, Hey, like it's going to be hard for, you know, people to like navigate. But I think about mm -hmm. like, so what, what it was like. Oh, there's no map, and then I was like, "Well, Chile doesn't. Chile, Chile has trouble with maps." <laughs> so, you know, in yeah. a world in a world without, you know, in a world with maps, be like Chile. Just pretend the map doesn't exist and just figure it out. <laughs> so uh, they're using. Yeah, you still Unity. need a map. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm sh I'm assuming cartography as a skill will allow you to make the maps, is what I'm guessing. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, because if you don't have a map, it's not great. Yeah, they, the classes, you want to hear some of the classes? I want to see if any of these entice you. <laughs> sure. Archer. Archer. Bard. I already know yeah. Bard, Bard might be there. 
Uh, Beastmaster. That player. one's contentious because if you don't do Bard right, it makes me angry. Actually, <laughs> we'll it just find. makes me sad. But we'll, we'll find out <laughs> eventually. Right. Beastmaster, cleric, eh. druid, eh. elementalist, enchanter. Which I thought, you know, oh yeah. All right. I did enjoy uh, my enchanters. Fighter, inquisitor, eh. monk, mm. necromancer. Which you know, slow healer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Paladin, Ranger, Rogue, Shadow Knight, Shaman, uh, Spellblade, which is an off-tank class. <laughs> so far, this basically sounds exactly like every single EverQuest class. I know! Spellblade. <laughs> Wizard. <laughs> the list is not is like, yeah, that sounds cool, but at the same time, like... Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. I need to branch out. <laughs> I well, Spellblade. People have been playing these classes for t- 30 years. Well, 25 you know. years. You can do. <laughs> you can make new classes. I guess Spellblade is a good one. Spellblade is a perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Now, how they play could be different, right? Like they could just be the name necromancer, but right. how does the play like that could all change? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and like, do do I know if these names will stick? Do I have no idea? I mean, I like the how the ogres <laughs> look, and I like the concept art. Like, I think part of it is that they were going for, uh, I can't remember where I read it. I read it somewhere, uh, somewhere on the website where they were like, you know, do you have like a love for like heavy metal uh, album covers? I was like, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Kind of into that, honestly. And like, I just like the fact that it's like this low poly, low budget. And by the way, uh, there is no, there is no like pay us and this game will be made. There's no Kickstarter uh, yet. There, yet. Yeah, yet. Uh, so far, it's been just, we're making it out of passion, and, and it's a team of 10 people. So, I, I would say that it's, it seems to be about the same level as where Pantheon was five years ago, six, whenever they did their Kickstarter. Oh, I would say yeah, but at least what I I think what my favorite part is is that he's developing this game live in front of people. Like his Twitch streams are him yeah. either playing EverQuest or designing this, and that's <laughs> fascinating to me that he's just having fun developing. Even if this game never comes out, like these clearly tested it because you can go onto their Discord and download the client, and they're they're planning another stress tests before the year ends which I hope to get into and just mess around in. Like I, I know like half of it's going to be broken and te- not textured in and but it doesn't matter. Cause I kind of want to jump in and, and boop around. Uh, oh, here it is. Nostalgia, familiarity, timelessness, uh, uh, high, high referential of classic fantasy themes, tropes, stories, media and seventies, eighties rock album covers, which I'm kind of into a little yeah. bit. <laughs> kind of into that. I feel like if this game does come out, it's going to be, it's definitely a niche game. I oh, think sure. that I would probably play it for a month, maybe. I, uh, I I don't know. Like, I feel like I could play this. It depends on how, it depends how far we get, right? Like how, like how, like much fun are we having? Is this? <laughs> I mean, I see it a, a lot, very similar to a lot of the other things that we've tried out. Like, for yeah. example, uh, when we played EverQuest, we played that for about two weeks before we stopped and did something else. Yeah. Uh, we went and played Lost Ark. That lasted about a month before we start, stopped and did something else. New World, we played <laughs> for about uh, three weeks, maybe, maybe a I'm month s- before uh, we. I'm, I'm still playing. <laughs> Here and there. 
Not cool. necessarily consistently. Uh, uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's better with people, but still, like uh, <laughs> everything is. Yeah, I don't. I feel like this will be one of those ones where I like I would stick with this for a little bit, just because if it, and if it delivers, right? Like it has to catch me, right? Like, but that's it, what I think. Like it, it sounds good because it brings back that little bit of nostalgia hit. But mm-hmm. at some point, it just gets. It's. It's cool, it's there, it's neat, but it's more of a novelty than something that yeah. you're going to sit down and... like Think Project Gorgon, right? It was cool, it was neat to go in through, you want to do it again, but I don't think you have. I don't have the time. <laughs> I want to so bad, I just don't... Uh, and they're going to be adding ogres, so or not ogres, orcs. And I was like, I kind of want to re-roll an orc and start on Star on the Island again as an orc. Which might yeah, be more fun. That's honestly. what I see it'll be like. Right. Yeah. Like it'll be you kind of play it for a little bit, you stop playing for a little bit, you think about it again, and you're like, oh yeah, I should try that. And you do it again, and then you're like, okay, next thing. I, I will say this. Uh the one thing I do like is that they said even solo play ties into a greater communal purpose. So I kind of like that there are plan he's planning to like he knows that there were limitations to that request. And mm-hmm. he is planning around like, hey, we understand that, you know, he's he, I think he, I think I've even watched because he puts a, a lot of his streams on YouTube and I've mm-hmm. he's also interviewed a lot of EverQuest developer old ones like the ones that, you know, <laughs> we're working on EverQuest X. Boy, there are some great interviews about EverQuest Next mm-hmm. in, on his channel. Some of them just went loot, went straight like because I'm like those NDAs are over at this point. So, <laughs> so go on full hog, just say say whatever. Like Jeff Butler, mm-hmm. which you know, big big uh, was right up there with uh, Dave. Uh, what's his name? The, the I was gonna say Dave Grohl. That's not right. Dave Jordson. Uh, oh, Jordson. Dave. Yeah, Dave Jordson, yeah. who is now making games again. By the way, <laughs> I, I heard. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff Butler was like, hey, like. He asked, like, why do you think EverQuest Next fell? He's like, oh, it's because me, Dave and I left. He's like, when we left the company, there was nobody else to champion. He's like, and, and Butler was talking about how Voxiform, like, I guess they, I didn't know that. Do you, did you know they were still developing? Like, they're still around and they were still creating the Voxiform? And like, no, I mean, there's a really small company. I had no idea they were still doing it. So the, for those of you who don't know, like I'm, what I'm speaking is right now is like, what the hell are they talking about? Voxel Farm was a company <laughs> that uh, the the developer as, as Sony Online Entertainment later at Daybreak were using their engine to create EverQuest Next slash land, or Landmark slash EverQuest Next. And the technology allowed for the world to be destructible, I would say, right? Like that's the right way of saying it. It was like fully destructible. And like... Yeah. It, it had tears to it. So like there was like the It's like Minecraft if Minecraft wasn't blocks. It, yeah. It, like so it was, it, it was yeah, voxels. And they were but so the company I guess was still working and that voxel tech just continued to get better and better and better and better. So right mm-hmm. now like Jeff Butler said he's like even now he's like it's pretty phenomenal. Like he's like he's like given time if he said if EverQuest Next was still if it did come out He's like that. He's like that game would have been something unreal. Like no one would. Have, he said no one would have been able to touch it because of Voxel Farms technology. And I was like, that's pretty cool. It, it brought, but it also brought up the like, like why? <laughs> why would you like? Why would you like? Just I understand. Like I get it. Like he worked on it. He had passion for it. Um, he's like things happen. It's unfortunate that things happen that like that. 
And he even said, he's like, I would love to see EverQuest continue. He's like, you know, clearly, you know, the, the, uh, that was a G hum, the CEO of EG seven said that they would like to create a new EverQuest three and, and like that, you know, like to entice investors. It's not, yeah. When I say this, I'm smart enough to know that thirty billion dollar budget and coming out in twenty twenty eight is like like we want to re we want to reinvest in our core franchises. Mm-hmm. Which by all means, H one Z one's in the planning phases. Like that one's real. Like that one's he's there. He said mm-hmm. like we're already that one's happening, and we know that they hired for a uh, C no a direct a game designer a game director for EverQuest three because there was a, there was a listing on their site because I sent it to you. We talked about it. Off, this is off stream, by the way. If you didn't know, Quentin and I talk about MMOs <laughs> off the stream. <laughs> so maybe, um, and so we know that it's there. There's a possibility. And G Hom said he's like you know he was looking at like Elden Ring, right? He's like mm-hmm. a game that he said should not have sold as well as it did because people don't like hard games. Like he said, people want difficult games. Like they want bosses that they can go, you know, bang their head against and then until they officially beat it. And he's like, and EverQuest was that game for a lot of people, but it, he's like, he knows that it needs to be updated to the modern era. Mm-hmm. So what does that look yeah. like? And and he's and I. Part of me is like yes, and part of me is also like no. But like, I guess if they can find, <laughs> I mean, there has to be a middle ground, right? Like, you have to have a little bit of both, right? Or just say, "F it, yeah. we know we can make money." They they, ha- they are because we know. I like I saw their their chart because they they're at an investor meeting, so they're showing how much income they're making. EverQuest <laughs> is pull- EverQuest is pulling in cash. It is pulling in money. I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, I'm shocked at how much money it pulls in. Like DCUO is still pulling way more money. <laughs> so I'm not going to front about that. <laughs> Are because they including subscriptions? Uh, I don't know. Because that's a, a little bit of an interesting thing for it because their subscription works across all of their games. Then, but DCUO is still pulling in more. So right, but it, it could be something like they take one subscription, like say... Your subscription is fifteen dollars a month, and they have five games, so each game may get three dollars. Yeah, right. They may get a bunch of money attributed to them, even though people aren't playing the game. I don't know how they're doing that math. I would think it's also sales, right? Like market sales, or like oh sales yeah, yeah. There's still so, other stuff as well. I'm sure. I'm sure they're looking at that because like EverQuest Two is not making as much money as, as making as money. As keep trying to get me to play again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's making money. And, and Chili's right. DCO is on way more platforms because it's also on consoles. <laughs> and it, I believe it had an update for the PS5. I could be wrong, but I believe it had an engine update for the PS5. Uh, or or P- it's on the way. Okay, it's on the way. They're, they're putting money into it. It's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, they are putting money into it. And like they want to revamp Mech Warrior, which Mech Warrior. That's an Xbox-owned brand, but they own the right. Like it's, it's. They'd have to go through Microsoft, but they own the right. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird relationship. They own the rights, but Microsoft owns the. Oh God, what is it? The they own the the. Uh, Microsoft owns. Yes, there we go. So they would have to they go through Microsoft to make a new Mac word, but they have plans for it. I think they would. Microsoft would want to. Unless do it. Ubisoft owns it now. Mm, I don't think we do. <laughs> no, they got the well because they got the the streaming rights for. 
They got the streaming rights, but they uh, no the cloud rights. They got the cloud rights. Cloud oh, okay. Cloud yeah, rights, yeah. not the streaming rights. Cloud rights. So I mean, Microsoft could still go the way and still make bank on that. So again, what I'm saying is that like uh, I I kind of dig this game. I don't I don't. You're right. I don't know how long I would play it, but it could be a month. Could be a year. Don't know. Like it could be anything yeah. in between that. I, I think uh, it's a niche. It's, it's one. It's the thing that you just you go back to every now and then. Yeah, maybe. I again, I don't, I, I don't know how it plays yet. I would love, but even when I go in the stress test, I'm not going to play it like a game. I'm going to play it just as a. I'm exploring this thing that is in a game. Yeah, as a no, more <laughs> of a like this is in progress, right? Like I may not even like go. Oh quest. yeah, yeah. I, I may go just check out the world and see what they're working on and. But like the water's gorgeous. Like the water animation and the water is gorgeous. The music's phenomenal. Like the, I found their uh, their um, composer. He's mm-hmm. putting all the songs on YouTube. Great stuff. And we're, it's kind of weird music. that they have a composer at this stage because I really feel like they need to have that a lot of other things before they do that. I, I, they have a lot of the thing. That's what. I, that's the weird thing is that uh, where do they have the team? They have the team. Uh, Sean, a loving robot. Uh, Sony on King Isle Entertainment. He's doing all the lead stuff right now. He's busting hump. Like he's like I'm surprised mm-hmm. at how much he's getting done so quickly. Uh, it's uh, easy when it's just yourself. It well, <laughs> I don't think it is just him though, because he's got. Let's see. Uh, Nick is a. It's much easier to manage a ten person team than a sixty plus person team. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he has he has clearly he's got the the chops to do that because he's worked on. So oh yeah. Many, uh, yeah. So he's clearly worked on teams where he's done that before as a lead. Um. So. And then he's got yeah Robert Helsinki based pianist and composer. Um. Oh, cool. He's. <laughs> I wait a minute. Currently active in Finnish bands Von Hertzen Brothers, Teresas, and isn't Teresas a metal band? <laughs> Teresas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's put that in a concert. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and Koska. What is Koska? Is that like a weird like? Uh... I gotta look this up. Sorry, everybody. Not familiar. Scandinavian synth pop duo. I love it. I might have to go listen to them after this. <laughs> I don't hate it. Do not hate that. Yeah, idea. no that that's an interesting one. I would uh, Scandinavian, Scandinavian synth pop duo, no less. <laughs> so, I I love that all the all of them are uh, a lot of them are on Twitch. Like rather playing games and or designing, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I I so just something to keep an eye out for, uh, you know I don't I, again I don't know where it'll land but I I, do, I like a lot of the concept art like I said the dwar- if they oh. make the dwarves look like just if the dwarves look just like the dwarves where you can't even see their eyes and it's just like a big old beard <laughs> I might be damn sold. <laughs> the only the only question with dwarves is is. Do all dwarves have beards? Because that, if the answer is no, then it your should game be is, it. it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. All dwarves uh, have beards. All dwarves have beards. Uh, mm, I'm looking at some more concept art. <laughs> I will say this. The dwarven woman is taller than the dwarven man, <laughs> which I kind of like. Not surprising. I kind of like that. Now, the dwarven man is wider, so... <laughs> 
same same dimensions, just distributed differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just looks different. Also, I love the 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 dark. Uh, what are they? The dark. Uh, the deep gnomes. The deep gnomes are cute. Oh, as the hell. deep. They're cute <laughs> as hell. But I still uh, feel like you would be some sort of elf. <laughs> no, I don't like playing elves in games. They tend to be way tight. Uh, <clears throat> what about deep elf? <laughs> mm, no. Still tend to be too uptight. I mean, that's a, that's a very similar to like a dark elf, a drow. Although the wood elf is very. I don't see if I can go find all with it. Uh, they, they have a they, they have a like a. Nope, no, that's classes. Yeah, they have a palette. Trolls are wild. They're they're so big. Yeah, trolls. Oh. Well, not necessarily. Trolls are probably similar to like an ogre. Uh, hey, they're Quentin, not that much larger. Yeah. Are you looking at like the list of all the characters and like the wide long, like I drawing of it now? Yes. Uh, what's that on the far right? <laughs> have you ever heard of a race that's Mantric? that? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that as a race? Mm, it's a plant. It is a plant. No, not typically a race. No. Hey, Susan, you want to be a weird root? <laughs> We already play Silvari in Guild Wars 2, remember? Yeah, I know, but... I would be a plant child. The Mantrake, depending <laughs> on what... See, this is going to be one of those things that it, it's going to depend on the personality of the races. That's true. Looking at them from aesthetics. Okay. Ooh. Okay, wait, hold on. <clears throat> Aesthetically, out of all of these, I would probably play the Deep Gnome first. So, okay, so that's what I was going to go. I was like, let like, me guess. Because I was going to say... You, can you, yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, I instantly like looked at the Deep Gnome and was like, "That's Quentin." <laughs> yeah, see, it's funny because I look at I, I, I look at Deep Gnome and see Quentin, and I look at see Susan. Susan is of two minds, right? She likes aesthetic, uh, but yeah. right now, like I feel like she doesn't think will think any of these any of these are good looking. Um, she might go high elf, depending on like the con like the end game concept art. Although halfling. She might go with depending on how cute they are. Like they might be cute as little buttons. So, but also consider gremlin races. Uh, yes, yeah, true. And then uh, the mandrake works really well. <laughs> it's also true. Uh, if I had to go with, uh, if I was throwing chili in the mix, although chili likes being gnomes, I would chili. I think it would sooner be a halfling. There's some like chili likes. Yeah. Chili. Chili. He, that's what he plays in D and D too. It's true. Like I know he likes short races, and gnomes are technically shorter yeah. than halflings. But I also know that yeah. Chili doesn't like to look like goofy, like weird. Like he likes to have some monicum of like I. He could, the gnomes don't look weird. They just look. They they look like the old man from Up. <laughs> yeah, they, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chili would go halfling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, for you, I would. I'm not sure who you would pick because I feel like you would go with a dwarf, but I don't know which one. Because on one hand, stone metal dwarves, yeah. but on the other hand, massive beard dwarves. Yeah. I do like the massive beard dwarf. I like I love that dwarf so much that I may go get a tattoo of him later. <laughs> <laughs> like I love But like so stone much. beard. Yeah, I know, but I also get, you know, I love all of it. Also, lo I, I also love the concept art for all the classes because the wizard is clearly Gandalf. 
<laughs> Clearly Gandalf. I need to go bigger on this Although, one. I love the archer is like a Tibetan style. Like, right? Am I wrong about that? Like, almost like a Tibetan style. I could not tell you. Although, the bard, the bard armor is phenomenal. <laughs> eh, not a fan. It's a fop. Come on. It's a foppish dandy, and I love it. <laughs> Style-wise, sure, yes. Color-wise, no. Oh, no, color-wise. Color why, why, why do we have the banana gear? You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to swoon people with your banana hat. <laughs> banana hat, sure. Banana Manana. rest of the no. Banana hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, aesthetically, out of all of these, there's only one. Uh. Mm. There's one that I would 100% play out of based right, on hold, these aesthetics. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I gotta look at all of them real quick. Monk, no. Monk is chilly. Monk, no. Beastmaster, no. <laughs> Monk is chilly, yeah. Shaman, no, although cool. Spellblade, mm, that's in the maybe pile. Elementalist, <laughs> uh, probably Susan. Enchanter. Mm, I don't think so. Druid, I could see Susan as if she wants to be cool. I, I think Susan would be more to the Druid based on these aesthetics. Yeah. Necro. Okay, so maybe pile necromancer spell. What was I going to say earlier? Spellblade. Spellblade. Necromancer. Uh, rogue. That's my maybe pile. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shorten the list up. <laughs> uh, Shadow Knight's probably closer to me. Yeah. Uh, well. Mm, yeah. In, uh, Inquisitor, based on some, and then that's the that's the snake hair lady. Uh, if I had to go off of them. <laughs> part of me part of me says part of me says inquisitor because of the purple i think the book and the sword mixture and the hood and the long like cowl coming off mm -hmm. of it speaks to you a lot so um it also depends on depending how it plays <laughs> so <laughs> well everything is how it plays i'm just going off of aesthetics right now but i'll uh that or the necromancer <laughs> But the purple, I like necromancer. I, the first uh, thing is just necromancer. Yeah, I like the, the necromancer because I can see a deep gnome. <laughs> like, oh, even with the deep gnome thing, like, like that would also be great as a necromancer. But just like the long ragged robes, the nice fancy staff, and the little dagger with the pointy like hood, just yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's blood on the, You know, there could be blood on the hands, or you know, is fruit punch. I mean, it's red. There's red on the hands. Oh, there was red in there. Yeah, there's red in there. It's probably fruit I punch. I missed that at first. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely punch something. I love it. I love all. I love all of this. It's so. It's. It is like very '80s metal, like old D and D, like drawings. Oh, there's a there's art. Like, have you scrolled through? There's art of a deep gnome mm -hmm. sitting on a branch, and I love it. Also, like the dragon, I, like the bone dragon. Yeah. Oh, the dragon was really good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's solid. to put that out the front. Yeah. Oh, the, the if we didn't. It wouldn't have been as uh, Dwar interesting. The dwarven mountain with the big dwarven face on the front of it. <laughs> Rakshasa. <laughs> that just walk right into its mouth. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> for people who are listening, I I'm hoping I think this the the link will be in the show notes, so you'll be able to go through the uh, images and the concept art. 
yeah on your own time as well. The, the concept art is very good, like very, very good, very good. I hope that they can realize this to to their art style in game. And really, I know they're like refining it because they've he said that like it's very early on and he's trying to refine it to try to be as close mm-hmm. between a mixture between their art style and what the what the concept art is. So. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm kind of here for it. If we play it for a month or two years, <laughs> two years, who the hell knows? Yeah, I, I, I would give it a shot just to just to try it out when yeah. it comes out. But like every single other pre-release game and yeah. announced game, and pretty much everything uh, until it is actually released. Yeah, I like we it's, don't pay attention. We don't pay attention. <laughs> I know. I it's I think it's been worked on since I want to say 2020. Oh. I think it was during the Pandy. Yeah, it was Pandy. That makes sense. It was Pandy. <clears throat> it was a, I guess it was uh, everybody's at home, so let's throw on a Twitch stream and talk. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you start developing a game. Yeah. So, hey, I, you know, I'm here for it. I'm really here yeah. for it. <laughs> so I, I, I think at the end of the day, I, I also just like, watching him create i think it's just fascinating to watch him work um and in like his thought process about about it so um uh so shout out to uh monsters and memories um also go check out a loving robot on twitch and the youtube channel uh also if you just want to see him interview old uh eq devs uh my favorite two-hour interview is him and the current uh uh president of Dark Paul Games, uh, Jen Chan. She, mm-hmm. she was so nice. Like she was such a <laughs> like that Quentin. That is a wonderful interview. Like it's so good. Um, I know we don't really, you know, like I know we say like you know, oh, you know, Daybreak Games and like as I would really like I I it really changed my opinion about I think I. I sh- sh- I would go listen to it because just not because she was trying to shill her games that you could tell she's just passionate about EverQuest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that if she had the option, she things would have been different. It, it, like I'm saying, like I think those choices were made before her time. And I think given so, um, and there's also right now, <clears throat> a lot uh, of things, there's a lot of things. Also, there's a, uh, a interview right now. Um, there's a uh, YouTube channel called the EverQuest Show, which is no relation to Dark, the to Dark Paw. <laughs> uh, they there's the guy that's passionate about EverQuest and likes to interview people. He uh, does an interview with Brass. It's about 15 minutes long, and maybe hinting at a fanfare for the 30th anniversary at Ever, of EverQuest. <laughs> that uh, again remains to be seen. That would be wild. I it's a hint. It, I mean, it's rumblings. There's always you know there's always a like it may not ever happen, but. What, you know, if there is a fanfare for the 30th anniversary for everybody, would you, would you go? <laughs> it really depends. Would like, we remember, go? That's still, that's still <laughs> six years away. It, <laughs> like, for that ever is a quest? long time. Yeah. Ever came quest. out in 1999. That's so true. 30 years will be 2029. Oh my God. Six years. Yeah, that's why like, like thirty years. It's still a very long time away. It's high. It's hard to tell. Uh, so, but still, like if they say, "Hey, 
We're going to do it. Would you go? I'm not sure. I think I would. I think I would go. I think I, I, I mean, I have gone to Final Fantasy Fan Fest. I think I would go to a fan. If it was the 30th anniversary of EverQuest, I might go to that. But it depends, that. right? Like, it depends on who's going and why it's there. Like, if it's just a get together thing, like, maybe. If there's a bunch of people that I know going, probably. But would I just go to I would, go? Probably not. I, okay, let's say if I and Susan were going, <laughs> I would consider it. And if Brass is there. <laughs> I don't know Brass, but Brass is awesome. So, what? yeah. So. I, I think it would be one of those things of like, uh, if they were to plan something like that, that would be something that we would plan. It's <laughs> like, wait, I have to go? Yeah, but Brass uh, is I think nice. that's something that we'd want to plan as like a group thing, oh, right? Sure. Like, like, we get together, we go to FanFest together, right? Or if we try to get together outside of FanFest, which has not been successful. Um, that would be probably something where we get a bunch of people and be like, hey, let's all go to this. Yeah. EverQuest was all my first MMO chili, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go to another one. Because the last time that I went to a Sony, uh, sorry, last time I went to a fanfare, um, they canceled it afterwards. So I'm not sure if it's good for me to go to these things. I don't think you're the catalyst of what happened. (laughs) I if you if you want my opinion, I think Sony Online cut the cut the cut the final check, and the company that bought them was just trying to trying to shore up accounts and cancel things. So probably, but I was at the last one. You were really were. It's funny. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, it's funny. Uh, Smed left Amazon. Yeah. Um, a lot of the some of the devs that were working with Smed had went over from Pixel Mage went over to Amazon. That one to the left daybreak went over to Pixel Mage with Smed, and then went over to Amazon. Smed left Amazon. I don't know if those devs are following Smed because Smed has pointed out like making video games again. <laughs> like I was like, what are they all doing? There's something weird going. On. <laughs> uh, if they are, I would be worried. I don't think they're working together. Yeah, that's that's the part I'd be worried about. I mean, there's I a lot of them. Or... Anything that he's involved in, he's he's a end of sentence. <laughs> he's he's, a, he's something. Yeah, he's yeah, a, we could say that he's something. All right, he's he's a pol- He's definitely polarized. I don't. He's polarizing for sure. Like his, mm-hmm. I like him. His he's nice as a person. Like his what he backs up is okay to me but his con like the way he his business sense i guess is not the greatest is that i guess that's the nicest way of saying it like the way he thought about like like i think initially he had like great con like he, he clearly he wanted to bring everquest like he pitched everquest he, everquest came mm-hmm. because of him i'm not saying he's got bad ideas but i think he's a person that as as he got later on in life, he was like, "You know who I am? I'm the I'm the guy who pitched EverQuest." <laughs> like, like there's a little bit of that in him, and yeah, like and like that spark never hit again. Like he oh he had a banger with H1Z1, like that wasn't bad, but he just and know, then threw it away. Threw it away, which was such a dumb move. Like, yeah, it it, it could have been the it, it, it 
if given a chance, it was if it started the whole. By the way, if you don't know, it started. It was the original Fortnite. It started the whole thing of survival. Games. <laughs> that was the very first one, and it was hot shit. <laughs> well, it started. It was more of the battle royale rather than the Fortnite. The Fortnite, yeah, the battle royale thing it was. Yeah, you know, Fortnite is a battle royale. So. Was. Well, it's something else. I don't think Fortnite's been Battle Royale for a long time now. No, it's just memes and dances. <laughs> and animes and animus and everything in between. So, And money grabs. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm just feeling nostalgic or, you know, it's because it's getting crispy out and just I want to stay inside and play MMOs on it. <laughs> Honestly, this is the best time to go outside though, because it's not too hot, not too cold. Oh no, no, we're going. Yeah, we're we're taking Poe for a walk, so don't worry. Like it's gonna be a good mix of just eating soup and wearing a hoodie. And <laughs> that. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty solid. Yeah, I don't know. I'll see what happens. Maybe maybe I just like go poke, like, poke around in EverQuest too. See what's going on there. Fish? <laughs> nope. Nope. Mm-mm. No fishing. Okay. No, no, just no EverQuest two. No, you just burned so hard about that There's... game. <laughs> Oh, that game did so many bad things to me. Uh, <laughs> I would consider going back to play through it. But I would need a dedicated group to do it. EverQuest 2? Mm-hmm. Holy hell. But it would be like actually like a dedicated, like we schedule, like we go and play during this, like on this day at this time for this period and we go through and like do stuff. <laughs> that game is wild. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that game is wild, bud. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd want to go through on like old school stuff. Yeah. Like, start at the beginning, go do the, the introductory stuff and God, what was the, uh, Oh God, what was this? What was that? Now that huge. No, the of? first dungeon that you go through. Like one of the very first oh. dungeons. God. There wasn't really... Oh, there were dungeons. There was. EverQuest 2. There were. And they were Not public. the one in... Um, it was, there's two. Oh. Wailing there's Caves. Two. <laughs> Wailing Caves was the one on the Freeport. And, and then Blackborough. Wailing Caves was also not a dungeon. It's it open the, world. It was open world. But it was a dungeon. It's considered a dungeon. It's an open world zone still. It's a public dungeon. It's a public dungeon. Because there are instance dungeons as well, which is what I was thinking of. And uh, there's an equivalent, I think it's Blackborough on Black, the Blackborough other is side. The, yeah, Blackborough is the one in... Uh, uh, I haven't touched this game Shat- in... It's in Shattered Land. 12 years at least? Mm-hmm. It's in that's, where? That's the one with all the gnolls, right? Like, that's all the gnolls. It's Blackborough, yes. Yeah. And Wailing Caves is... Oh, God, I think it's Skeletons and Undead. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> all, all. That, I Whaling still remember Ca- a lot of that game. Whaling I spent a lot of time. Whaling Caves, you have to go into the... Uh, you know, that's... that's uh, that, you got to go through the mouth on the Whaling Caves. <laughs> it's one of those ones. You do have to go through the mouth. You got to go through the mouth. So... so there, there's a lot. EverQuest 2... I got to say, EverQuest 2 did a lot of things that lot of MMOs nowadays pulled in because it had you could uh what's it called time like not time lock but 
Like you could level down to somebody and still get experience. Chronomancer. Chronomancer. Chrono yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff that they did there. Uh, the, the the weird things about ever. But even still, is, even before that though, they had mentoring. The mentoring system. Yeah, was they had they had mentoring. a long time before that. They're they're how still to this day, you and I. Uh, oh, their housing system is by far the best. Although I've never had tried ESO housing. Yeah, ESO housing's it's a it's not guild it's not uh it's not uh EverQuest two housing. Yeah, it, yeah ESO ha- ESO two system. ESO housing's good. It's just it still has limitations. Yeah, well, it was Domino involved with that. She was Don. She was involved with. Oh, was she? I know she did a lot of the crafting stuff later, but I she, can't remember. She, did I, the, she was involved with the housing. I don't remember how much though. She she did all the crafting, and all by the way, EverQuest Two crafting yeah. probably still one of the best crafting. You know, it is really good crafting. Too. It's just one of the best. Although it is also system. just like it is very. Yeah, it's <laughs> you can yeah. you can buy that pretty easily. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Chili's not that I have. Chili's interested in the housing changes in Seven Point X. I will say, Chili, the housing changes in Seven Point X. So you're aware that it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but uh, we don't know what it is yet, right? No, they said that they're going to try to work on. I in the, what the way they that they said, phrased it, it wasn't confirmed of how people have a lot of speculation about what it's going to be, but yeah, they haven't confirmed it. It's let's just say right now the 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 speculation is that it'll Doctor Who your house and it'll be bigger on the inside. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Like that's what they need to do to make people happy. <laughs> but it would. I mean, if anything, it would negate the reason for them to. The only thing they'll have to do is make more rewards, and then like the only reason to buy yeah. a large house is to have larger outside space. That's it. So, and I have a feeling that it will probably be the same amount of money. Oh, it's so like you buy a small. You want to make the inside a medium. You probably have to pay the difference in order to. Yeah, I don't say why not. Upgrade. I don't see it makes why not. Sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So, Susan's. I'm just happy if they if I can if they take the pillars away. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, EverQuest two housing though, like not like the hands it, down, it, hands down, best housing. Oddly guild enough, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like best. They housing. did a guild halls much better than any other game that I've ever seen. They they did a lot right. They I, I you gotta give them credit. They did a lot right with the game. There there's other there's this, the that when they had it go free to play. That's when it really <laughs> took a turn. They messed up before the free to play part, but the free to play part also did not help and kind of push them yeah, down. It's really funny. Fast. Josh Strife Hayes did a you know worst MMO on EverQuest two, and he mm-hmm. said he said that if you ignore the cash shop, he said EverQuest two is probably one of the best MMO experiences you ever had. <laughs> That's for its era. Some- I would say definitely. This day and age, I think it's a little bit harder to say because. There's so many like there's so many different options out there. It depends a lot more on like what do you prefer. It's I, much more personal opinion now. I, I think for him, he said like for him, he he would prefer that type of MMO. He said it's just it's just sad that they kept forcing like this like if the pop if the pop up could go away about the damn store. He said he would have ne- he would have loved every aspect of this game. He's like he loved the exploration of it. So. And see, I haven't like I played way, way back when when I enjoyed all of the stuff that I originally shipped with. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Then they started making all things a lot endlessly complex, yeah. um, for the sake of complexity and for 
whatever reason. Um, like with alternate advancement things and then socketing weapons and gems and all sorts of things that made it just not terribly it's too much theory crafting. And then of course gear treadmill and whatnot, but Oh now it's all now it's all just power, uh like they just keep increasing power levels, and like now people are just doing like eighteen million damage. I'm like, oh god. I mean, they did they did a, squ- a stat squash when I played. They have so, not done one since like fifteen <laughs> years ago or something. So they have not done a fit. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Your stat squash got it's nuked at this point. It's just it's too far. They need to do another one. <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> um, it, it, they had a lot of really interesting stuff, especially when they. Because they are a much older game, mm-hmm. like they launched the same time that Warcraft did. I think was it a few weeks before? I can't remember. Or, or I think after. it was slightly before. I think I think EverQuest launched like a week or two before Warcraft did, in the U.S. at least. Because I got access to the game a couple weeks after the U.S. version did. So World of Warcraft launched in. 19, oh, sorry, 19, uh, 2004. November 23rd, 2004. Then it launched earlier because it was November 12th or 11th, 2004. Yeah. <laughs> November 8th, to be exact. 8th, okay. I got yeah. close. I knew it was early because I didn't get access to it until a week or two later because it wasn't available for some reason. I don't remember why. Maybe I just didn't get it. Long time ago, um, uh, but yeah, they like the team that they had back then was pretty solid on it. Like they had really good lore. Like I still like you do the lore in, in WoW and all of that in the deep lore. And I didn't know the lore to that level, but like it had very deep lore when it started. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of went off the rails, but a lot of the lore people had left at that point. So and they had a. Uh... It had uh, Christopher Lee as Overlord. Uh, was That's it? true. They did get Overlord, Christopher Lee. Was it Lucan Delir? Lucan Delir. Also, he was the uh, pizza representative. <laughs> slash pizza. Do you remember the Still, ad for Slash Pizza? Vaguely. Oh, but my God. that wasn't the worst one. We could go into a whole thing on this, but Slash Pizza was. As far as weird things go, Slash Pizza was okay. Warcraft did much weirder things. That's very true. I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna pop the image in the show notes so you can see it. Yeah, yeah. The the whole like <laughs> I, just... I, I like that they used this image of him holding the sword, but him holding the pizza. They just photoshopped the pizza over his hand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Order pizza yeah, while playing EverQuest 2. <laughs> By the way. Weird, weird integration. God, it was such a weird... But it worked, right? Like, it should have worked. I don't, I don't know. I don't if know. Any, I was in Canada. It wasn't available. Did anybody... I would love to know if anybody ordered a I'm pizza. sure someone did. Can you think if Just I tweet, for, like... You think if I tweeted why? that out, I'll get an answer? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think any of those people still use Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think any of those people used Twitter in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) Go ask an IRC. You might have more luck. Hey, you guys ordered pizza. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. I got my pepperoni pizza, noob. (laughs) 
I'll see you at TeamSpeak. No, wait. Yeah, what, Ventrilo? Yep. Ventrilo yeah. and TeamSpeak were the ones, and then Mumble was starting to come out. Yeah, Mumble. Had a Mumble server because it was cheaper. Yeah, Mumble was really, really good. It was also a lot better. It, it just, was. The quality people was so used it. good. So good. It was cheaper and less people used it, so the servers were better. And everybody's like, why are you using Mumble? It's like, bro, I pay for this so we can talk to each other. I was paying like 10 bucks a month or whatever it was. So. <laughs> yeah. But then if you really want to go, you have stuff like Raid Call and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to two old guys talk about Wax and Moon over <laughs> back in the day in the internet. I never, I never had Raid Call, thankfully. So <laughs> we, we had a page so we could talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was true yeah you want to you want to be social with your friends too bad <laughs> gotta but it was also one of those weird things i feel like you ha- you have to have to either like jump in game to chat in real time yeah which again everquest 2 has one of the best chat systems in any game oh chili remembers his mom downloading ventrilo to play puzzle pirates <laughs> Like with who? I remember I made my Ventrilo bright green. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could check you could theme it. You could theme it. Yeah, Raid Call. Raid, so there was an app called Raid Call that would help you with like mm-hmm. alerting everybody for it. But yeah, Raid Call was literally they did the phone tree type system where people would call you on your phone to say, hey, this is up. Yeah. So Worldwide progression was a lot more uh, cutthroat back then. <laughs> so I had a friend in high school because you know I was you know I was I was young and working a job to pay my, for my car and I couldn't afford to pay for monthly gaming. But I had a friend who did, and he played EverQuest, and I got to go to his house and watch him play it. Like like w- watching EverQuest by by proxy of someone else playing it, still fascinating and still fun in a weird way. Like you're like you're online playing with other people. Yeah, I remember being at his house at 3 a.m. and he getting a phone call. <laughs> this is like early Nokia cell phone days, yep. getting a phone call saying, hey, it's up. And he was in game and either like trying to fight some like rare mob of a tree. And he's like, I got it. Yep. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> Giving random strangers all over the internet your phone number so that they could call you in the case that it's some online game monster. This appeared. does not like, happen anymore. This is not. No, happen. it doesn't. <laughs> Like I, I sometimes I don't even give people my Discord name. Like, 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 like we talked a little bit about this last night. Like, uh, 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 Kami, Jason, and I, and saying like I felt like people were less like I don't remember my parents telling me like someone on the internet's gonna try to kidnap you. Don't talk to strangers on the internet because they didn't know what the internet was. They didn't know what the internet was. <laughs> And and now like Gen Z woke, you know grew up with it in a very different era and then everything's like you got to be safe and everything anyone on the internet's trying to murder you <laughs> they're trying to touch you defense, and murder though, you <laughs> these days that's probably a lot more accurate that fair, true fair but at the same time I don't know I kind of want just want to play games and see what happens <laughs> although I also don't think anyone's trying to touch me or murder me on the internet. <laughs> Wrong demographic. I, I'm, I'm out of yeah. I'm out of the age range. <laughs> no one's trying to. No one's trying to offer me lemonade and show me how to. I don't know. What is, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Are you a deer? Look. <laughs> well, at least Dan- you didn't say look at my horse. I mean, <laughs> damn it, they got me. <laughs> Are you a deer? 
ASL. Uh, uh, Although that, uh, that deer did offer me to turn me into a pig, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> he's, he's like, I got a pig potion if you want to do that later. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I really got to get yeah, back to that well, game, honestly. <laughs> One of your like 3 a.m. not doing anything, just like, all right, I'm gonna hop into this game and see if I can be a pig. It might be the best damn story I hear on the next episode of Mystery. <laughs> you just you need to start going and playing that game and then record like a solo podcast that is just you explaining your adventures in this game. Yeah, so I milked a man. Because <laughs> he was a cow. Do, doing That's a thing you can be. That I know. I'm sure it is, and I'm also that. That's the I only best know. Explanation you can have I for only that, know this is because when Gorgon first originally came out, I don't. This is way old. Gorgon mm-hmm. came out during Evercast days. Yes. Early, early concept. It was very cheap, and I remember um, my old co-host uh, Tamlin uh, got it as well because he was like, "I'll." He's like, "I'll jump into this because this seems like up my alley, right? It's weird and like." quirky yeah it does and at one point he became a cow <laughs> and i milked him and got a buff for drinking his milk <laughs> and if you you all when i say like quentin knows tanlin <laughs> when i tell you tanlin cracked up laughed that that he's hard to break oh he's he is very hard to break but when he breaks it's delightful <laughs> He was like, I was like, thank you for the buff. He's like, do you just milk me and drink me and get a buff? I was like, I sure did, Chief. I said, fresh from the t- fresh from the tap. <laughs> so what we're saying is, uh, in the downtime of Final Fantasy XIV, there's plenty of weird, obscure MMOs <laughs> out there that you can enjoy and try. So maybe we suggest some of them. <laughs> What are you doing in the downtime? Play the esoteric ones that no one has heard of. Oh, those are the best. Maybe you have to milk a man. <laughs> Maybe you will. And honestly, that's a nice little Saturday night. And with that, I think that's the, I think that's it for us on this episode of Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> that's all I got. Did you, got you know me? that you can also do that in Monster Camp? Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, well, with that. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Maelstrom Radio. Uh, if you'd like to milk a man, uh, go download Project Organ. If not, you can follow us here uh, at our link tree, of course, and uh, catch us uh, on our game streams. Remember, the next podcast won't be until November. We're doing one a month throughout the end of the year just because holidays and traveling and everything in between. So, But uh, it is spoopy season. We are doing spoopy streams, so you can uh, catch me finish Little Misfortune. Uh, the first stream, I believe, is up on YouTube. So go go catch that. It's delightful. Uh, so thanks forever on that one. <laughs> uh, doing Grounded on Sunday. I am going to be doing Grounded on Sunday, so so we'll be. What are we doing? Oh, we're going to go back underwater. I've I've been there. I might I should be home, so I'll see. Yeah, see like, I'll yeah. You missed goes. you weren't there last stream, so we we went underwater. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun and also hard. So okay. we need and bone. So by the time you listen to this, the audio version, Little Miss Sunshine, the first uh, part one of Little Miss Fortune will Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Fortune will be up on you. Little Miss Sunshine is a. Is what about the same thing, right? Yeah, sure. 
What, I mean, yeah. technically both could have Steve Carell, and I'm not aware of it. <laughs> so. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Maelstrom Radio. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. And as always, till sea swallows all, go milk a man. There's the buff. <laughs> Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by Flattis, Shinter, and me, Susan Sprinkle. Join us for live podcast recordings and game streams on twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Give us your feedback. Send an email to show at maelstromradio.com. And please check out all of our links at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash maelstromradio. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on this episode.